first for Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. listener and welcome back to geek fallout reloaded the news discussion podcast for geeks by geeks i i would say the bi-weekly news and discussion podcast but it's been like a month since we've done one of these episodes um <laughs> just because you know ever you know it's been crazy i had to d- delay this recording by a week um because uh i recently got promoted at work so i've been a little a little busy juggling things around but uh we're back and uh yeah we got some news and discussion to discuss uh but i am not alone first up is one of my co-hosts in crime mr kevin decent how's it going kevin oh it's going all right chris jeez i honestly didn't expect to go first (laughs) (laughs) Uh, going good try and stay cool um as i i i Turning the air conditioner on, uh, not necessarily because of like the actual temperature, but we got a humidity issue now, and it just mm. seems easier to breathe and fall asleep at night with it running. Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, because um, I've been working so much the last uh, few weeks, uh, I've been a little spoiled because uh, where I work, we have air conditioning. And then I, I stay at my dad's when I'm away at work, and his basement is, like, the perfect temperature. It's, like, so nice and cool down there. Like, I haven't really been noticing the heat, but now that I'm home, it, it, I'm really noticing it. Because we don't have air conditioning. We just got window fans and stuff. And But I th- I'm actually thinking next year I might might uh, bite the bullet and invest in some AC. Um, because, yeah. They say it's it's supposed to get warmer, you know, every year from here on. So we'll, we'll see. But anyway, uh, we're not here alone. We've got another coast in crime. We have Ragnar with us. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, uh, hello everyone, and uh, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm with Kevin. The the humidity is probably worse for Kevin, but the mm. humidity sucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when it's around 25 degrees, but then you throw in the humidity, it feels like 30. That's starting to get pretty hot for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing like what they're getting in parts of Europe right now where they're getting 45 to 50 degrees. Yep. 
which is basically like you can only go outside for a few minutes before you could like die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get cooked. <laughs> yep. But uh, yes, overall it's going well. Excellent. Uh, so last weekend was Animathon in Edmonton. I was going to go, but unfortunately I had to work. Uh, but Ragnar, you were there. How 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 were things at Animathon in Edmonton? Well, it, the smoke situation was pretty bad. Yeah. So most people stayed in the hall instead of hanging out outside because it's for those who who've never been. It's located in the River Valley of Edmonton. The venue is literally built into the riverbank. So normally the cosplayers go into the river valley and surrounding area to do photo shoots, which there's yep. lots of great opportunities for that. But with the smoke being so heavy, everyone stayed inside, which meant the vendor hall was crazy busy. Mm. Uh, it was also their 30th anniversary, so that drew in an extra big crowd. They um, had 15,000 people on the Saturday alone, which is the max capacity for the venue, and that is the biggest crowd they've ever had. Wow. So it was fantastic. The The show was awesome. The sales were, were amazing. Animathon, similar to Odafest, one of my favorite shows to do because everyone's so wonderful. The, the people who run the show are wonderful. The people who attend the show are wonderful. Like it's just such a nice place to hang out all weekend. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, just unfortunately because of the smoke, you didn't really want to go outside. And even in the hall, if you looked up at the lights, you could see there was like a haze in the hall just from mm. smoke that had drifted in. Yeah. Yeah. Like and like we were talking just before we started recording, like. It's I'm so used to it now. Like I I don't even really smell it unless it's really bad. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. look you go outside and just look in the distance, and there's always that haze, unfortunately. Yeah. Because um, I think in I think it's between Alberta, like Western Canada, uh, like BC, Alberta, and I want to say like Yukon. There's like over 500 wildfires going on right now. Oh yeah. They're like, they're everywhere, and I mean, even in even in the other provinces, there's fires. There's yeah. just few of them. Yeah, like I know, like Kev, like you're getting hit with some smoke from Canada. I think it's from Quebec. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's crazy, but you know, Canada's got one of the biggest forests in the world. You know, unfortunately, with it being yep. so dry and warm, and yeah. And then some people so are getting uh, flooded. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, some places are just deluged with water and getting which, flooded. And then other places yeah. are so dry that, you know, it's either on fire or yeah, nothing, like, nothing's uh, growing. Half an hour south of me, I'm in Saskatoon, half an hour south of me to basically the bottom of the province is in extreme drought. Um, all the different yep. counties are starting to declare agricultural emergencies so they can get federal funding because they're not going to have a crop at the end of the year. It's too dry. Yep. So nothing's growing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate side effect is like with, with it being so dry and everything, uh, like the price of groceries is going to go up even more oh, yeah. because you know there's you got the supply and demand issue and yeah the yeah. price of beef's going to go up too because most of the 
cattle ranchers are downsizing their herds because mm. they are already dreading how much they're going to cost to be fed over winter, so they're downsizing now. Yeah. Which means right now there's a lot of beef, but in a couple of months there will be hardly any available, so the prices are going to go up even higher than they already are. Yeah. Like I, I went into Costco the other day and looked at steaks, and it was like, uh, yeah, I mean, Costco has good meat and mm-hmm. the, the portions are large. But it was uh, the cheapest pack was seventy five dollars for four. Holy man! And that and like that was the cheapest pack. Most of them were eighty five. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, I don't think I'll have steak tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed, things will turn around. Um, oh yeah. They will. But um, so for our next episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, McDonald's, because um, if, if you go to uh, the Pop Culture Pub uh, podcast Facebook group, you'll you'll find I have a bunch of albums on there, and one of them I've got a an album about McDonald's, and I you know it's got like old ads, it's got like pictures of celebrities and McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was what inspired that episode. That is going to be coming up in about a week or so. And then we're going to be doing a two-parter um, for the Pop Culture Pub. Uh, I picked up a book. There's a, there's a chain of stores called Giant Tiger. Um, do you have those, Kev, where you're at, Giant Tiger? Um, along the border, actually. Uh, where I went to college was pretty close to Canada, and we actually had one for a little while up oh, okay. there. Um I'm, I know uh, Ragnar's probably been to a one or two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we have those here. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a great, uh, you know, uh, little store that, you know, you can buy stuff, you know, a little bit cheaper and, you know, like discounted stuff. Um, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like how Zeller's used to be. Like, it's a department store. Yeah. They got, they got a little bit of everything, groceries, clothes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I appreciate it because they actually bring in, like, big guy sizes. Because one thing oh, yeah? I, I hate is, like, I go to Walmart and, like, the oh. big, the biggest shirt is, like, a large or an extra large. Like, I haven't yeah. been I haven't been an extra large since I was, like, 12. Yeah, I, I, and it's so funny to me because Walmart has all these jokes and memes and stereotypes yeah. about people of Walmart who are all, yeah. you know, supposedly giant and obese, and then you yep. go there and, like, they don't have any plus size clothing at all no and and they got great shirts like you know like a lot of comic oh. book shirts and I've seen so many that i would have bought but they didn't yeah. have my size yeah so well, that's one thing i appreciate about giant tiger is is they got uh big guy sizes i oh, mean okay. it, they don't have the like as much variety but they have some so you know like i got like a pink floyd t-shirt the other week i've i got uh an acdc shirt the other week cool um i'm gonna have to make a trip to giant tiger yeah i mean yeah it was like i don't know 12 bucks a shirt so i mean you can't go around with that but anyway um like walmart and and uh those type of stores they have like their dvd bin and they also have a book bin uh, so I got a book called Best Movies of the 80s. So this is the top 50 uh, movies of the 80s. Okay. So my my plan is, after the McDonald's episode, we'll do two-parter. We'll do 
one to twenty-five for the top uh, fifty movies of the eighties, and then we'll do twenty-six to fifty for part two. I'm cool. sure. I'm sure between us all, we've seen all of these movies. I think there's only like four or five that I haven't seen, but I know yeah, of I'm them. Sure there'll be some everybody hasn't seen but between the collective group yeah we probably got them all covered yeah but uh yeah no and i mean this book was only like five bucks like it and it's really nice uh lots of pictures and like you know a lot of backstory for these movies Um, awesome so yeah i'm looking forward to doing those episodes um but yeah for tonight we're we're doing our news and discussion uh podcast and unfortunately uh, we begin as always because I don't like to end these these shows on a on a sour note. So we do our yeah. in memoriam segment at the start to kind of get it out of the way. Um, so if if you guys have any to add after I'm done my list, by all means. Um, unfortunately, we had quite a few people die in the last month. Um, so Alan Arkin, um, he was an American actor. He died June 29th. At the age of eighty-nine, um, he I, was he was so good in that um, Little, Miss Little, Sunshine. Miss Daisy, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine, yeah, yeah. Oh man, he was incredible in that. Yeah, he he's one of those like he's just good in anything he was in. Like he was he was a really good actor. Um, but yeah, I and I believe he's got a Maritimes connection. Like I think he used to live in the Maritimes or something like that. I can't oh. remember. Like, not, not full-time, but part-time. I think he used to do, like, a telethon in the Maritimes. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, next up on... Oh, Kev, do, do you have anything to add about Alan Arkin? Sorry, accidentally muted. Not oh, that's okay. Alan Arkin. Little um, Miss Sunshine is my big touchstone for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, uh, uh, like, great movie that I only sat through once, and I should really sit through again, though. Yeah, that that was a yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like you, Kev. I've only ever seen it the one time, but yeah, what a great cast! Like, you know, you got Steve Carell as the uncle. Um, yeah, oh, right. Oh, he's um, he's the gay uncle, isn't he? Yeah, who's suicidal? Yeah. I believe. Shoot, I forgot about that. And yeah, oh, I the uh, hell out of it! But I only watched it the one time. Oh, I can't yeah, remember the, yeah. the dad, that actor's name. Um, uh, Greg Kinnear. Yeah, Greg, Greg Kinnear. Kinnear. Yeah, I love Greg Kinnear. I remember Greg yeah, Kinnear yeah. when he. There used to be a show on E called Talk Soup. Talk Soup. Yep. Yeah, he used to host that. That's how I first seen him, and I and I loved him on that show. Um, basically, show it was like a recap show of like talk shows. So he and it was basically him making fun of some of the people that were on the talk shows and and <laughs> things they said and did, um, and then yeah, then he then he went into movies and just kind of hit hit a home run. Um, yeah, he often plays the same kind of character, but he he's very good at that role. I, I was that you, Kev, speaking. I I, I couldn't quite make you out. No, that's oh, right. Oh, that was me. That was Ragnar. Okay. I was just saying, oh, there Greg Kinnear often plays the same kind of role, but he's very good at it. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I loved him in Mystery Men when he played, like, the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't remember that. Captain Awesome or whatever his, whatever his character da- name was. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the next on my list for In Memoriam, and, and uh, I don't know if Kev will know her, but she he might. And that is Sue Johansson. Um, yes, I do. Okay, so she, she's a, a nurse and a Canadian sex educator. Uh, she died June 28th at the age of 93. Uh, we used to refer to her as Canada's Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Um, you know, she was like an, old, like an older lady that would talk about sex, and she had no problem, um, you know, saying things that you would never imagine someone who looked like her would be saying. Because, um, you know, she looks like a sweet... Someone's sweet old grandma, and yet, yep. you know, she's she's talking about uh, you know sex stuff. So and and the, like I said, like we always referred to her as Canada's Doctor Ruth. Like I remember she used to do a radio show called the Sunday Night Sex Show. Oh man, I remember being a, a teenager and and always listening to that show, and and you'd go into it thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna hear some dirty stuff, and you did, mm-hmm. but also you were like, oh, I actually learned a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, but and she was she was on an ep- I know she was on an episode of Degrassi Junior High back oh, yeah? in the day. Yeah, where oh cool it was it was one of their sex episodes when I yeah. I don't know if it was the one when Wheels was trying to have sex with uh, what's her name Kate was it Caitlin No no I don't know the popular girl Anyway I I know she was on one of those episodes doing her her radio show. Uh, but okay. anyway, it got me thinking about Dr. Ruth, because I'm like, I wonder when she passed away. So I Googled it. She's still alive. Yep. <laughs> like, and she's like 90, like, uh, she's not that much older than um, Sue Johansson. I think she's only like 95 or 96. Okay. So I just, I, you know, because I haven't seen Dr. Ruth in forever. So I just assumed she passed away, but she she, she didn't. She's still out there. Um, but yeah, I was really sad when I seen that Sue Johansson died. Cause like I said, you know, she was, had that grand motherly quality about her. Um, and I just, I could, I, I would always imagine if, if, if you met her in real life, she'd just be like fun to like talk to, like, cause you know, she has really no filter. Um, so you could, I, I think you could have like a real, you know, conversation with her and, and nothing would make her flinch no um no i think it, she was a hard one to make flinch and i remember like somebody would call in and and you know be trying to beat around the bush describing whatever their problem was and she would just you know just tell me in real words and like somebody would say like penis and she would you know the person who said it would giggle and and sue would just be like no no you don't need to giggle like it's a word. It's a thing. Yeah. Like she just she was really professional, but in a way that wasn't clinical. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's a heck of a balancing act. Yeah, absolutely. And she really was a trailblazer in a lot of ways because, like, back in the day, like a lot of people didn't really talk about sex, not like they do now. Um, so she really opened the door, I think, for oh, yeah. you know the the discussions, um, the 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 talks that, you know, parents never had with their kids. 
Um, Which I'm, I'm glad I didn't really want to talk about that with my friends. Yeah, me, me either. <laughs> me either. Even now, like, uh, yep. like, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, she started like, yeah, she was a, a nurse, and I think she was a nurse at like her daughter's junior high, and one of her friends, like her daughter's friends, got pregnant or something, so she kind of helped her through it. Um, and then that's really when it started, like when she knew she had this knack for talking about sex and, and helping, uh, you know, young people out with information. Because like I said, back in those days, you know, like they didn't even teach this stuff really in school, like not like they do now. Um, so yeah, she was, you know, real trailblazer. So yeah. Um, I don't have the date she died though. It was in June. It was towards the end of June. Um, but yeah, she will be missed. Um, next up... Had, oh, sorry, Kat, no, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Um, I was just going to say, because uh, growing up where I did, we had a few of the Canadian channels. Yeah. And now, either I'm really the only one that remembers this, or none of my friends and peers are open with their... with. Uh, their own perversions as I am. But these Canadian channels late at night used to always have like one 900 number commercials. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like, Oh, here's a bunch of really pretty girls, you know, in their underwear and their bathing suits and their whatever, you know, stripping off or whatever for like at least a half hour, but sometimes like two hours. Yeah. For all the stuff. So, you know, you're, you're a teenage boy and up late watching TV and that's on like, well, you know, there goes the rest of my night. Yeah. (laughs) Pre-internet too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, this, this will do. And then once we got in, you know, the little, uh, like the TV guide channel or, you know, whatever channel guide thing you have Mm -hmm. to show what's coming up, it would be like Canadian channels, you know, sex talk. I'm like, holy shit. One of these things is on tonight. So I, I would stay awake and turn into it, and it'd be her. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not that's not what I was hoping for at all. <laughs> no. But, um, like, we had Loveline in the States on MTV with Dr. Drew and all, but that was really, like, mm. yeah. more of a, like, yes, there was sex talk and, and help and stuff. It was really more of a comedy show. Um, but she was absolutely, uh, no, let's talk. Let's Let's be frank, but let's be... You know, like you guys said, you don't want you don't want to have that conversation with like your own mother, but you do kind of want an adult that you feel cares about you and is steering you the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends in last week. Um, it's something I think is going to be needed more and more for all these kids that are growing up with immediate internet access. Mm-hmm. And my friend was pointing out, it's like, remember when we were younger? It's like one day you discovered boobs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, months later, you discovered something else. And months later, you discovered something else. So over the course of years is when you discover sex and sexuality and kinks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, kids today are just going to get online one day, and it's all going to be there. Yeah. You know, the, the joke I made to him, I'm like, you're right. They're going to go from knowing nothing to knowing way too much. They're going to go zero to 69 here. Yeah. Way too fast. And... I think it's going to be a detriment and hurt a lot of these kids 
you know, male, female, uh, trans, whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. box you check, it's going to hurt all of them because, oh, I don't know what is expected of me. I, I'm going to feel obligated to do these things. I don't know how to do it well or right or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also, too, if you get a lot of your information from watching porn, porn, like the sex you have in a porno is not really the kind of sex you have in real life. They're, they're doing it differently for the benefit of the camera because mm-hmm. what looks good is not necessarily what feels good. So yes. I think if as a young kid, you're just hopping on the internet and you can watch porn anywhere. I think that will affect, you know, once you're actually in the bedroom with somebody. Well, could be very strange. Right. And, and, and porn is sexual pro wrestling. It's these are people. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is an awesome quote. <laughs> yep. These are people who have trained their bodies to be able to perform certain things that are not what actual humans do to provide entertainment. Yep. Now, um, but we know that as adults, but and by kids, I don't mean kids. I'm just, you know, please, I hope everyone realizes what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, But they're not going to understand any of this stuff and think that that's real. And it'll take them years and many failed relationships probably to know what is, I, I don't want to say normal, um, because, you know, I, I'm not kind of like kink shame or anything like that. I'll say yeah. what is, instead of normal, I'll say what is common. Yeah. You know, um, and it's going to take them forever to, to figure this stuff out and, and communicate with a partner or whatever. And a show like that, and it's too bad that there's not a legacy or continuation or whatever in Canada or the States or anywhere else would end up being very helpful. Yeah. Well, and imagine if she was still alive now and was a little bit younger, like she was the age she was when we discovered her, how, how popular she would be on TikTok. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the next uh, person I have is an actor called Nicholas Coster. He died at the age of 89 uh, on June 26th. Um, he's probably best known for the soap opera Santa Barbara, but I think I remember him first. He played Blair's dad on um, uh, uh, oh, uh, The Facts of Life. But Probably what I remember him the most is he played the Admiral, I can't remember the Admiral's name, but when Data created Lol, his daughter, oh, yeah. on TNG, he was the Admiral that wanted to take Lol. Um, and then he helped Data try and save her life like when she, she overloaded and, and died. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was that actor. So, yeah, I mean, he was in such uh, shows as Wonder Woman, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. He was on T.J. Hooker. But, yeah, he was probably best known as playing um, a character on the on the soap opera of Santa Barbara. Um, but when, when I first saw his the posting of his passing, it was um, the act, actress who plays Blair. I'm drawing a blank on her name now. Um, she posted 
about how her TV dad just passed away. Um, I'm drawing a blank on her name. I actually met her. She came to my town like nine years ago. Uh, she was on Celebrity Survivor. Um, yeah, really awesome lady. Very, very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, Nicholas Coster, he passed away. Um, and the last one on my list, um, again, this is, you know, in t reaching into Star Trek. Um, Manny Cotto, who was the showrunner uh, for Enterprise Season 4, which I think is the best season of Enterprise. Um, he passed away to pancreatic cancer on July 9th. Um, he was 62 years old, old. And like I said, I think he, he came on to Enterprise in Season 3. Um, but I th he became the showrunner. Like, he took over for from Brandon Braga in Season 4 and made Enterprise a really good show. Yeah, season, uh, season four definitely is like, this is awesome. Yeah. It, unfortunately, it was too little too late, and UPN yeah. pulled the plug on it. But he was the guy that, honestly, uh, up until this last season of, of Star Trek Picard, probably did the last best season of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. You still got to watch Lower Decks, my friend. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking like live action. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, the live action crossover I think comes out this week on uh, Strange New Worlds. Excellent. Oh, cool! Two, two of the the two main characters from right. are going to appear in in live action. Oh yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the son of Meg Ryan and uh, oh, yeah, that other fam her fa famous ex husband. Yeah, he's in the boys. Yeah, yeah he, that that actor. Yeah, he's he's. I, I can't think of his name at the moment. Oh, I can't either. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, that they're going to be doing like a crossover type of thing. Yeah. But I I just I I still can't get into watching. Like I might check out that episode, but I just can't get into um into Strange New Worlds. Um, yeah, I haven't even tried it, so I, I can't say anything. I, I want to try it, but then I keep hearing so many bad things. I mean, I love Anson Mount; like he's he's a great actor. And um, but like on not the, uh, was it last week's episode? They did an episode where there's you know a transporter. No, uh, Spock and Do and Nurse Chapel are in like a shuttle accident, and like Spock has to be healed by some aliens or something so when he returns back to the ship because they only healed his human dna or something like now spock is like human he doesn't have pointy ears oh but for some reason now he talks like he's from like the 21st century like and oh. and, and you know and his mom shows up with his fiance, like to to pring and and they're having like a dinner like it's just a really bad attempt at comedy um and at one point they even have spock wearing like a beanie to cover his ears because he doesn't want they don't want his mom to know he doesn't have pointy ears anymore um i mean that's just it's so bad like i just uh i just can't bring myself um yeah all right but 
<clears throat> I am meeting one of the actors that is in or was in Strange New World season one next yeah. weekend down in Vulcan. Uh, the actor that played the the chief engineer in season one, I I'm assuming his character must die in season one because he's not in season two. Um, he he played the the Anar character. Um, oh, okay. The, the Andorian that is like white, yeah, and, and blind. And he's actually a Calgarian actor who is actually legally blind. Um, oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting him. Like I just I think that's you know really cool and yeah, and, you and, don't have any blind like television actors. Yeah, and like kudos to them for like I mean that's just brilliant casting because A and R is I believe if I remember correctly from season four of of Enterprise, A and R's are blind. Yeah, I believe so. So to to have you know cast a blind, you know, a blind yeah. actor, that's that's awesome. Um, all right. So that that's all the the in memoriams I have. Did you guys have any that I may have forgotten? Uh, not that I can think of. Yeah, not. All right. Not that I remember seeing at all. Okay. Um. So, I'll, I'm just going to, I'm doing a, a little segment here. Um, so, this is Chris's Soapbox. So, if you guys, if you guys want to take, take a turn on the Soapbox, by all <laughs> means. <clears throat> so, I'm getting on the Soapbox. So, this is our opinion piece part of the show. Um, my, uh, and I, I wrote this down. So, problem with modern pop culture that flopped. So, I'm talking about... The Last Jedi, I'm talking about The Rise of Skywalker, I'm talking about Star Trek Picard Season 1 and 2, and most recently Indiana Jones 5. This this trope of deconstructing beloved male heroes at the hands of Mary Sue characters really drives me nuts. Um, You know, The Last Jedi, we saw Luke Skywalker throw the lightsaber away. We saw him as a grumpy old recluse um rise of skywalker um you know he really didn't do anything in that show because he was dead but he did he did show up as a force ghost um and then star trek picard like i mean season one and two was like them always like shitting on him and like like this is a federation, a Starfleet living legend, and they just treat him like he's an invalid on on his own show. Um, yep. And then Indiana Jones Five, I haven't watched it yet, but from everyone I've talked to and and uh, some of the YouTube uh, critics that I follow, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge's character of Helena Shaw is a very unlikable character. That um, you know uh, does things at the expense of Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. Like he, she doesn't really respect him, um, and she's literally a Mary Sue character. And you know, I you know like Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. You had Ray as the Mary Sue in the in the, those movies. Uh, Picard season one and two. You had I don't know. Uh, seven. You had Gerardi. You had um, 
Rafi, you know, these, uh, the trope of girls do it better. Um, I, 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 I have not, I have no issue with female heroes or female empowerment. You know, some of my, you know, some of my, um, favorite pop culture characters are, are female characters, you know, like Princess Leia, um, you know, Deep Space Nine, you know, Major Kira, Jadzia, strong female characters um, that were not strong at the expense of their male counterparts. Um, um, like, one of my issues, like, with uh, Star Trek, like, uh, Star Trek Strange New World is, you know, like, they do that a lot on that show, from what I'm told, like, where the female characters will, like, gang up on a male character mm. and just you know, outsmart them. Like, I, like I know uh, on Discovery, that's what Michael Burnham always used to do, and mm. that just used to drive me nuts. Like, you can have a strong female character, but you you don't do it at the expense of, uh, you know, the, the, her male counterparts. Like Princess Leia, like one of the charming things about her is like is you know, especially in the original Star Wars and in in Empire Strikes Back. You know, she would be snipping with with Han, but Han would give it back to her. Like they would be going back and forth, back and forth. But at but at the end of the day, you know, they would help each other out, and they ended up falling in love, and it, it was endearing. Um, but Princess Leia was not all powerful. She was not, um, you know, when she discovered that she was uh, a Skywalker, she didn't automatically become like the most awesomest, powerful Jedi ever in the history of Jedi. Um, like it's just. I, I have a hard time, like, especially with Rey, uh, Skywalker, Palpatine, whatever you want to call her. You know, because she had no... She she, been, been, I, I'm going to say it again. She should have been Obi-Wan's daughter. That would have been so much better than her yeah. being Palpatine's daughter. Or granddaughter. Palpatine's granddaughter. Or, well, yeah, whatever the hell she is. Yeah. Um, she should have been Obi-Wan's they set it up in the cartoon show. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and and I'm, I mean, Daisy Ridley is a great actress. I got nothing against Daisy Ridley. It's just I. No, she's I, a great actress. I the role was terrible. Yeah, I just I can't buy into characters when they don't go through a hero's journey. I mean, when you look at Luke Skywalker, like what he endured. And he still wasn't all powerful. Like at the end of the end of Return of the Jedi, if it wasn't for him turning his dad back to the light side, he would have been dead. The Emperor yeah. had him dead to rights. Like he was gonna die. Uh, but in it wasn't Ra- Luke who saved the day? It wasn't Luke who won. It was Vader. Yeah, but in Rise of Skywalker, you know Rey can outsmart Palpatine and kill him again. Um, yeah. And and honestly, like, like I I mean I'm all for you know like uh, cheating death like if especially Palpatine like I I but it just didn't feel earned in that movie because there was no lead no, up terrible. to it there was no build up I mean no, now those, those, those movies were all so poorly written yeah uh, they had they had a huge budget amazing special effects wonderful cast. And then, like, the stupidest, lamest script ever. So the movies were, like, so-so. Yeah. And they should have been incredible. They had yeah. everything going for them, but they 
Yeah, they, they were they, so bland and, and you know trying to remake it without actually remaking it, and yeah, yeah, they just they just rushed into it. Um, but yeah, it just it's unfortunate. Like I just uh, you know, um, like with with um, you know the uh, rise of Skywalker. Like now they're retroactively trying to build up to it. Like on the Mandalorian, you see. Moff Gideon yeah, into cloning and trying to retcon it, which I mean, Dave Filoni basically made his whole career doing that. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to them, but you, I mean, it, you shouldn't have. They shouldn't have to do that. And having Palpatine no, come back in Rise of Skywalker just kind of undermines Vader's sacrifice in Return of the Jedi. Yep. Yep. But anyway, uh, so I just wanted to get on the soapbox because uh, I was hearing so many bad things about. Uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge's character, on you know being not being really disrespectful to Indiana Jones. So I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm told it's not as some people say it's not as bad as you think it would be. Uh, some people that's t- basically the best I've heard is oh it's not as bad as, it, as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, and s- some it's people not, have some people have told me that it's still it, not saying it's good. <laughs> yeah, some some people have told me it actually makes. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull seem like a really good movie now. So I guess there's that. that. (laughs) I guess it elevates that movie. (coughs) But but anyway, uh, did you guys... My one friend told me that it was kind of missing the the wit and charm and humor that is normally found in that franchise. Yeah, like I heard the the first 20 minutes are, are awesome. Because it's like takes place during World War Two, and they do the de-aged, you know, Indiana yeah. stuff. The only criticism about that sequence is that when Indiana speaks, he speaks like eighty-year-old Harrison Ford. He doesn't yeah. speak like Indiana Jones did in, you know, The Last Crusade. <laughs> so. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, but anyway, when it when it shows up at my local, I'll still I'll still check it out. But um, yeah, it, I'll it, watch it, it when it hits streaming, I think. But um, but yeah, when you when you write these powerful women as being so, another aspect to this is you write these powerful women as being so irredeemable, they're not fun to watch or root for. Because um, Helena Shaw, the, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge's character from Indiana Jones, at one point she leaves Indiana Jones to basically die. Um, at the beginning of the, or about halfway into into the movie, um, and uh, when spoilers, um, oh, what's that actor's name? Um, Antonio Banderas, when his character dies. She just kind of laughs about about having beaten the bad guys, and and then Harrison Ford's like, uh, "My friend just died," and then she's like, "Oh, sorry." And it's it's hard to root for a character that like that that's not redeemable. And and yeah. a, another one to uh, another big example of this is Reva from the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're at—I don't know what they were going for. Like at the end of the show, like because she didn't kill a passed-out Luke, we're supposed to be rooting for her now. Like, 
Yeah, I hated. I I like her character once they did the twist when it was like, oh, actually she's a good guy and she's just being so bad so that they'll think she's actually a bad guy. That was a cool twist. But then when suddenly she's like, nah, I'm just gonna go murder a little kid now. It just didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then <clears throat> there's that meme where because uh, she gets stabbed in the gut with a lightsaber. Yeah, and somehow survives. And, and yeah. the the Grand Inquisitor also gets stabbed in the gut and survives. But yet Qui Gon doesn't survive. Yeah. It's like how how does that happen? But anyway, yeah, like she was she was so irredeemable because she had done so many bad and terrible things. Um. Yeah, they they did the same arc with Cassie and Andor, and it was so much better. Yeah. Like, he was doing really bad things for good, for you know, quote unquote, good reasons, and he was compelling because of it. Reva wasn't compelling at all; she was just terrible. Yeah, and well, but and the thing with Cassian is he ended up paying for it. Like he yeah. died at the end. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like Reva just gets the, gets a free pass by Obi Wan to walk away. It's like, uh, didn't you just yeah. kill a bunch of people? You know, like. Yeah, like, like I don't obviously, know. obviously, she's just going to try something like this again. Yeah. Um. But and anywho, uh, did you guys have anything you wanted to jump up on the soapbox and and talk about? I know I didn't. I didn't uh, give you guys war- pre warning about. Well, this, I, yeah, I can't say too much about the Indiana Jones because I haven't seen it. Um. I, I'll definitely watch it. I don't think I'm going to go to theaters for it. But, uh, but I, I sort of get what you're saying. It, 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 Picard was a better example of it for me, where they just you had this iconic character, and then now he's just this doddering old fool, and everybody's just letting him know how out of date he is. And I just, I just didn't, I didn't see the point to that, and I didn't think that they got their message across properly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's one thing. Became, like, just became kind of unfortunate. With season three, they kind of like went back and and yeah. made Picard. Uh, Picard again. Yeah, like he, you know, like he saves his son, and and they have that touching moment at the end, and and yeah, yeah he's he's the hero, you know, like that he should be. Um, Kev, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about on the soapbox? No, I I was thinking. A lot of it is familiarity, too. Like, mm-hmm. in Indiana Jones, we got the, the first three movies, which are great. Yeah. And a love of the character. And, you know, oh, uh, the Indiana Jones name. And Young Indiana Jones was a really fun show. And we wanted that back for Crystal Skull, and it didn't happen. And, I mean, everything I saw for this one, I'm like, I just don't care. Like, yeah. you lost <laughs> the magic. You, you lost the magic for me for it. And, you know, it's part of it, um, not Indian Jones so much, but, like, the the first three Star Wars movies are not perfect. There's a whole lot we can make fun of and nitpick and everything. Oh, absolutely. We, we watch it at a perfect age, and those characters are so familiar, and we've had, you know, so many stories with them, whether it's the actual movies or the books or the comics or just playing with the toys that they have a connection for us. 
So every time there's something new, it's like, okay, you're brand new and you're not bringing all these years of love that I have to for these characters with you because you're brand new. Mm-hmm. So you really got to do something to make me give a shit. Mm-hmm. And so many of these things, and it's not even the Mary's you thing, you know, female whatever character, it's like, you didn't give me reason to care. I do not care about these characters, and that was your one job. Give me a reason to care about it. The best job they did was freaking droids. Like, BB-8's the most loved character from those, <laughs> yeah. the, mm-hmm. from 7, 8, and 9. Best you know? the new trilogy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's the one that you got, you know, to, to work its way to my heart. Um, Mandalorian comes in with, like, a little bit of history because of Boba Fett for it, even though it's a new character. And then we got Grogu, which you're kind of bringing in your Yoda feelings. Yep. So you, you got something to just, like, get you, you know, like, okay, this isn't the same thing, but we'll get you halfway there, and then you'll give us enough to, you know, have this work its way into your heart. Or I'm like, yep. all right, fine. You know, nice trick. You, you did it. Um, I think that's one of the things with uh, a lot of Marvel stuff lately, too. Like, Guardians by far is the best thing recently, but it was also the third movie, plus the Halloween, or uh, Christmas special, plus seeing them in, you know, other movies. You know, we we had something there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I like some of the other stuff, but it's not leaving the impact with me. And I think a lot of it, and this is your... uh, what we learned with the Game of Thrones showrunners, you don't have a path. And you're just putting, okay, we need to have something out here, an episode, one show, or, you know, uh, one episode out of eight, 12, 20, whatever, uh, one movie out of three. Like, we just need to get this done so we can do the next thing and hope we can stick the landing. Yeah. Well, guys, Lost told us, and Game of Thrones told us, if you don't have a plan, you're going to stumble and you're going to lose your audience. Yep. You're going to screw up. So, like, plans can change along the way. That happens. But please have a plan. Yep. Every writer will tell you, oh, here's where I thought the story was going, and then the characters told me a different story and took me down a side route. Okay. Guess what? Neil Gaiman did 75 issues of Sandman. When he started issue one, he didn't know he was going to get 75 issues, but he knew what the ending was going to be. Mm-hmm. He knew, here's the story I want to tell, here's how it's going to end. I don't know what path I'm taking, but I know how I want it to end. So, oh, here's my 7, 8, and 9 for Star Wars, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just make one movie and hope I figure it out. Yeah. You know, here's Game of Thrones, and we have a Bible to go off of for it. Screw it, we're going to ignore that. Yeah. Um, and and one of the things driving me nuts right now too, and I mean, I I'm just letting it go. Um, in Marvel, uh, so they killed off Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. from all accounts. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, okay, that's weird, but it's also comics. Like, we know she'll be back. Yeah. Then they announced in the uh, most recent solicitations. They're doing a Ms. Marvel New Mutant, something like that. Now, the the X-Men universe right now, the idea is um, 
all the X-Men are living on an island. The island of Krakoa from the all-different, all-new giant-sized X-Men uh, turns out to be a living giant island-sized mutant. Yeah. And now they all live there. But one of the things as they've all come together that they realize they can do is there's this group of like five of them that all of their powers can combine to uh, allow any dead mutant to be reborn. So pretty much here's one mutant that can create like a womb. Here's one that can create a body. Here's one that can uh, find the memories, the soul, and they can any mutant that's ever died can be reborn. So death doesn't matter to them anymore. Yeah. Well, Ms. Marvel was an inhuman from the jump. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, there's all these new inhumans on Earth. She was one of them. She was most famous and popular out of the storyline. But the only reason they did the inhuman storyline is because Marvel Comics was told to not to downplay the mutants and the X-Men because they didn't have the rights to them because Fox did. Yeah. Now they do, and we're getting mutants and X-Men in the movies. So they can play with it again. And in the Ms. Marvel TV show, they have this little Easter egg thing implying she's a mutant. Yeah. But now we got to actually make her mutant. So they kill her off to purposely use this freaking Lazarus pit thing to rebrand her as a mutant. All yep. within like four months. And like, does it really matter to the character if she's an inhuman or a mutant? Not really. Overall, no. It doesn't matter how she got her powers. Just be an awkward teenage girl, um, and and she has to be. Uh, I believe she's Pakistani Muslim. Mm-hmm. Like that's that stuff. She has to be. Whether she got the powers by, you know, um, being a human, being a mutant, or bitten by something radioactive, that part doesn't actually matter. <laughs> but like, holy shit! Why didn't we have a plan? and just stick with the plan for it. Yep. Now it's like, oh, we, we got to erase all this stuff and come up with something new because now we got to make her mutant because, you know, we don't know uh, if, if the tail's wagging the dog here anymore between the comics, which should be in the, the inspiration, and the movie universe. Yeah. Well, uh, and one thing about the MCU is they really dropped the ball on the Inhumans. Like, when they tried making them a thing... Um, it just didn't work out. Like most people, we'll, mo- yeah, most people don't even remember that Inhumans TV show that they tried to do. No, we'll, yeah, that we'll, came and went pretty fast. We'll never see it again. We'll see stuff like um, Black Bolt showing up as a member of the Illuminati in Multiverse yep. Madness. And whenever we get to Secret Wars, and if it goes where or I think it's going, and just everything that ever existed is on screen all at once, we'll see some Inhuman stuff. But that's it. Yeah, like we we're, we're not gonna. They're never gonna go back to that. Yeah, it's kind of too bad that they're doing that with her because she was, you know, aside from Black Bolt and Medusa, like the only real famous one that people tend to know. Yeah, but absolutely was uh, um, Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, and then her. Yeah, yeah. Even though the rest of that royal family has been around since Kirby created them in the 60s mm-hmm. or 70s or whatever, yep. and she was still more well-known than most of them. Yep. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was the late 60s. Um, and then he went to DC, and then he came back, and I think that's when he did the Eternals. Mm-hmm. 
uh, was in this when he did his return in the seventies. But Which, and, I mean, granted, Eternals and Humans, New Gods, they're all very similar. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely have def- a hell of a lot of cool creations. Oh yeah, I definitely love the New Gods a lot more than Inhumans or Eternals. Yes. Yes, but they are all absolutely like from the same formula, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, um, I don't have a whole lot for news other than uh, Indiana Jones Five, as I had mentioned, had a really disappointing opening weekend and disappointing box office. Um, like just, and this article came out after the opening weekend, which was like three weeks ago. Um, and this is from CNN. Harrison Ford brought the legendary titular character Indiana Jones back to the big screen, but its opening box office showing was lower than advanced estimates. The movie grossed 60 million in the United States and 70 million internationally, bringing the fifth and final installment of the storied franchise's global box office to 130 million on its three-day opening. Dial of Destiny. By modern standards, that's pretty bad. Yeah, Dial of Destiny reportedly cost nearly 300 million to make, which makes the open weekend box office numbers underwhelming and a tall hurdle for the movie to clear in order to make a profit. Uh, and from what I understand, it really hasn't got much better since then. Like, they're yeah. still struggling. So, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Like, like I, I mean, I'm not against an Indiana new Indiana Jones movie. I, I, I think it's cool that Harrison Ford's willing to do it. I uh, Earlier this year, I talked about his TV show, 1923. Like, it's a, one of the Yellowstone prequels yeah apparently they got snubbed for the emmys they did yeah and yeah it's, everyone it's really, was saying they were a surefire win and apparently they, they didn't even get nominated and it's and it's really too bad well i guess yellowstone itself doesn't really get n- nominated like they kind of snub that whole whole universe um, yeah i guess you're right eh? which is too bad because it, it yellowstone's a good show but I honestly think 1923 is better. Like, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought Harrison Ford was amazing. Helen Mirren, amazing. Like, they were so good in that show. I'm Like, I can't wait till I come, you know, to see the rest of the the series, because they're doing a season two, and that'll be it. Um, 1883 I really enjoyed. Like, that was a great, you know, wagon train type of show. Um which was gritty and very realistic, I think, to, you know, the time and uh, the place in which it, in which it took place. Um, Yellowstone is basically like a modern version of Dallas. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a soap. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit more violent than that. Oh yeah, definitely a lot more violent, but um, yes, you're, I, you're right. I, but I love the prequels though. Like they're, they're so good, and Harrison Ford did, like I said, did such an amazing job in 1923. Um, so when he came back as Indiana Jones, I was like, oh, I, I'm I'm for that. Cool. It's just, you know, kind of like the, like we were talking about the sequel trilogy. You know, like it just wasn't well written. You know, like it's, oh. and 
and this modern trope, like I the said, reason for ma- the reason for making the new trilogy was to make money, not because we have a great story idea or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just like, oh, we spent a lot of money and now we want to make it back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. What about giving it some heart and soul? Nah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, this modern trope of, of shitting on our heroes, like, I really don't like that. Um, you know, like, and, and, yeah, it's too bad they didn't get the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who played Short Round. Because um, he's, yeah. he's, like... Man, he was so good in that Everything, Everywhere, yeah. All at Once movie. Yeah. Oh, it was, he was, inc- I mean, that movie was incredible, but he was incredible, too. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, they should have done a movie with him. And and they could have had him, because, like, from what I understand, and what is implied uh, from uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, is she wants to do a Helena Shaw spinoff movie. Uh, uh, that was the intention, was that she was... Well, that... But also, when, when Crystal Skull came out, it was supposed to start a new franchise with Shay LaBeouf as the head. Yeah, so, that, that, that was... Yeah, that, that obviously was... didn't didn't yeah. pan out. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, what's her name? Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I guess, was, like, all for it, and she was willing to do it. But because... And that is the end of this episode. My apologies. Our recorder basically cut off the last hour or so of our recording. So, sorry for the abrupt ending. But thankfully, we I was able to salvage the first hour uh, so this was recorded at the time you're hearing this a week ago. Um, so yeah, we had some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, the last part of the episode was lost. But uh, we will be back in a few days with a new episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, where where we will be discussing McDonald's. Um, so stay tuned for that. And on behalf of all of us at uh, Geek Follow Reloaded, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this news and discussion podcast and we will see you again in the not too distant future.